Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Casters of the Cards podcast. My name is Dane, and today I'm here with my co-hosts, Taylor. Hey, guys. Austin. What's up, guys? And our producer, Nicole. Hey, everybody. And today, we're going to be doing another show and tell. Uh, uh, today, we're going to be looking at one of Austin's decks, and... Uh, He's going to be giving us the highlights and walking us through what makes it so much fun. Oh yeah, so today I'm super excited to share my $50 budget Shroom the Hedgemon. And this is one of my favorite commander decks. This is the first show and tell that I'm doing, but this is the one, this is definitely the deck I wanted my first one to be. Because to me this is just a really straightforward deck and I'll go ahead and start digging into the real meat of where all this is. So, first I want to talk about the is a combo deck. And a lot of the combo pieces are super cheap, and that's why I wanted to build it. Is because I kind of found out, like, you can put a lot of combos in this deck, and you can leave some out, and you can have it really cheap. And right now I do have it at, like, $66 as of today's date, but... I have basically a total of seven different combos that will result in a win. I have three alternative win condition cards, and then I have five tutors, and those are like basically the cards I pulled out of the deck as my talking point cards, because I think those are the most influential and the most just game-making for me. So, let's see. The main strategy, I mean, it's just you really want to get Shroom out or you want to get your combo pieces together. Uh, my five tutors I've got help me get all the different pieces in different ways. And some of these wins are uh, instantaneous wins, and some of them they require uh, another turn or they require certain conditions. So some of like those. What? So, well, like, I have Altar of the Brood. And what Altar of the Brood is, is it's a win condition by mill. So I can mill everyone's deck other than my own, mm -hmm. and y'all have no cards left, and I can just pass my turn, and then I'll win. And how, how do you mill us out with that? So Altar of the Brood, and these other... So I have, I have three sets of these types of cards. Altar of the Brood is by itself. Glass Dusk Hulk is by itself. And then I have three together that are... Uh, Disciple or yeah, Disciple of Vault, Zillaport, Cutthroat, and Cruel Celebrant. The way the Altar of the Brood does it is it's when another permanent enters the battlefield, and that's Shroom's main combo is with herself actually, is you play Shroom and then you play her with Phyrexian Metamorph or Sculpting Steel, copying her and you go into an infinite loop of being able to bring a permanent back to the battlefield. And so with any of those five cards, you go infinite. Yeah. I, I can. The, the, the least likely for me to win going infinite off of is the Glass Dust Hulk, because it says when another artifact enters the battlefield, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn, and can't be blocked this turn. So it has to not be summoning sick, and then it has to not get removed, but I can make it an infinite infinite that can't be blocked, and then if I am just fighting somebody or need to take somebody out, I could. So that, to me, that's just a way I can get rid of people. 
All of the other ones, the Cruel Celebrant, the Zulaport Cutthroat, and the Disciple, they all drain. Uh, the Disciple, they just, you lose life, but they all still make people lose life. So those are all wins by life loss. So, and then I do have one of my other combo pieces in here is I do have a two card combo other than one with a Shroom, and it's Leon and Relic Order and Animate Dead. And that goes into an infinite combo where Leon and Relic Order brings back Animate Dead, Animate Dead brings back Leon and Relic Order, and so on and so on, inf infinitely. Mm -hmm. And then that can also trigger one of these effects, because they all just care about... Um, well, the, the Altar cares about permanence, the Celebrant cares about a creature dying, and then the Zulaport also cares about a creature dying. So that this these wouldn't work with the Glass Duck Hulk or Glass Dust Hulk or Disciple the Vault. So you've got three ways of triggering your five pieces that would uh, react on permanence entering. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got some pretty decent recursion with that. So the definitely the one I use the least is the Animate Dead and Leon and Relic Order, mm -hmm. just for the sheer fact that they're not artifacts at all and I can't search them. But if I happen... I mean, I can search it. I do have Diabolic Tutor in here. But none of my mages, the blue mages, they only search artifacts. Okay. And Is I, there anything else that you kind of do combo-wise? Uh, I do have one infinite turn combo. And that's the, like, that's like the 80 cent Time Sheave and Thopter Assembly. And it's, it's kind of finicky, the way that I have it in here right now. Because I do have a Thopter... Uh, spy network and that kind of ends up turning off my thopter assembly sometimes but basically what it is is time sheave says sacrifice you tap it you sack five artifacts you take an extra turn well thopter assembly gives you five thopters every turn and it puts itself back in its hand in your hand so basically every single turn you get an extra turn so you can just go into infinite turns and typically i mean if we're playing we'll just say yeah, if I get infinite turns, I'll hit one of these other win conditions that's an actual win condition, and then the, we just kind of call it good. Because yeah. at that point, there's like, unless you can stop my infinite turns, or jump in at any point, it's really hard to do anything about it. Oh, yeah. So, I, I think, I don't know, my favorite card, I really want to say, is probably just going to be Time Sheave. It's, it's really good. It's The combo is really cheap. It's just kind of funny that there's like an 80 cent combo. Because there, there's definitely more combos that I could put in Shroom, but they all involve like more 5 or 6 or $15 cards. And it just turns her into... I think it makes it more consistent for sure, but I think with how I have it set up right now, it's very linear to just get to one of these combos and just kind of win like that. And But I also like to think... Because I know how people are about playing combo decks sometimes. I also do like to think the way that I have it set right now, while it's focused, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the most optimized that it could be. And I think what that does is it, it does give, like, everyone gets a good game in, and you can mm -hmm. definitely interact with my board, and it's not just like I flip a switch and win. I definitely am, like, I'm building up to it, or... Y'all never really sure if I have the right piece, or if I search a piece, you know, and then you're kind of like, you know, what's going on? Maybe I need to hold something up. But but it's only really not optimized because of the budget restriction, correct? That that is true, and even when I say not optimized because of the budget restriction, you know, I'm not putting stuff in here like, 
Rustic Study or the new Esper Sentinel or okay, Smothering Ties. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Smothering Ties. Yeah. Of, any oh, of yeah. the new big bombs. Or, no. Not, none some of, the, of the old ones. No, no land tax. Or no. And I, I would definitely say, so I, I do have a, I do have mechanized production in here. I was able to fit it in, and that's why my deck's a little more on the expensive side right now from the 50. It is like an $11 card right now, but it's if you control eight artifacts with the same name, you win. And I could definitely see stuff like the Esper Sentinel and the Smothering Tithe working together and making treasure tokens. Oh. And I could very quickly like have eight treasure tokens and win that way. And there's some other cards in here that would make treasure tokens, or definitely more that I could find. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to like try to win just having eight treasure tokens more often, I'm, I think I probably could. And the, the worst mm-hmm. case scenario is I don't have eight at one time. I tap them for mana and put them into something. But I think what you're doing, I mean, in your colors, a, more of a graveyard strategy makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you were going to go into the treasure, you, you'd probably get a lot more support if your commander had red. I think so, mm-hmm. for sure. Red definitely has the most treasure support. There's a couple of stuff. I think there's Revel and Riches that I could put in. Um, you know, there, there's a few, uh, like, I think, kill spells that give treasure back, like contract killing and things. And yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. it's small, incremental stuff, and it would just be like, maybe by the time I played Mechanized Production, I would just go into having that many treasure tokens. But Is there a... I mean, you've you played the deck quite a bit. Is it kind of going where to. you... It, is it going where you want it to go? Or are you frustrated with it? Or um, I don't think I'm frustrated with it because I definitely would say I'm one of those people when I play Commander that I'm I'm looking for a win, and I'm kind of I'm not upset if I don't win, but I'm definitely upset if like I wasn't there. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't even need to have like a win in my grasp to feel good about like a match. I just need to feel like oh yeah, I was able to do like this and no one could stop me or like i was able to do this and people had to stop me just i think that thing where people are more of an influence in the game and i think this kind of helps me this for sure when i play this i feel like i'm influencing the game because there have been a lot of times where we're like going for a little while and i think this is why i built this deck is like we've played a lot of a lot of long matches and, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think I watched a video one time talking about combo decks, and it was like, sometimes it's okay to let someone combo off to win because you want the game to end, and you're really not going to be able to do it yourself. And, like, is it going to be, like, a five-hour-long game of attrition, or do you just want to let someone combo off and win? And I was like, yeah, maybe that's why I think I could put this together. And that's, I think, why, too. It's like, some of the combos in here are, like really really like oh i win and then some of them are like it just has a big impact on the game well and mm-hmm. i think we all appreciate it uh to some extent because because of the colors you're in and and the budget restriction you're not reaching your six mana casting costs for for uh temps uh, no sorry um for sure Shroom, uh very often or, or not that early i should say and no. so so the game isn't it's it's not like you're cutting the game short it's just you we know once you get you know, yeah. about to turn six or seven, you're usually ready to start. Yeah. You're, you're either assembling your combo, or we, we can already see some of the pieces on the board. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. It, it, the game's not like a, a drudge between you know oh I'll, you know I'll just hit her and I'll hit him and then I'll hit her again. It's right. Like, or it's like oh well, can, we can see you assembling and that does make you a target, but um 
because we could see you assembling the your pieces, it forces us to less dilly dally and more kind of focus on finding our own endpoint quicker. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. And I, yeah, I've tried to put some. Well, and that, that's definitely what I mean too by like I get to play everyone gets to play the game I don't just like sit down and like oh I win and leave it's like no we sit down and even when I get to like six mana like even with the ramp that I've put in here and the draw and just what I've have a uh, availability to an esper I still feel like it is slower and that if I was just you know going all out no budget it would just be all those big mana artifacts that would just give me the game really quick because Mm -hmm. i mean shroom is like i mean she's you know if i if i need to put like gilded lotus in and mana crypt and like ancient tomb and stuff like that yeah i definitely could i could definitely get this to like 500 dollars in like a heartbeat but it's like (laughs) then it would me it would probably be just me sitting down i play like in tomb, I get rid of like Phyrexian Metamorph or something, and you know I get rid. Of, you know I'd set my pieces up like real quick. Oh yeah. But yeah. and and to to say something about that too though, I have actually like I've put cards in here. I'm not really focused on protect protecting Sharum, and I say that because the only place that Sharum can go that affects me is Exile, because I can just sculpting steel or Phyrexian Metamorph sometimes. Or if I, or uh, I take that back, they do have to be on the battlefield. But the main thing is like, I have a lot of recursion, mm-hmm. and once I recur something, and it turns into shroom, and I pull the other shroom back, then I'm fine. And it's like I could just be okay with that. And like I have white and black are both very good at getting artifacts back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and, I, and to comment on that, I literally have what I think is hilarious. It's the same card. But it's in different colors, and they reverse the text, so they're calling it different. So one of them is Remember the Fallen. It's a white card from Double Masters, and it says, it's or it's two and a white, and it says choose one or both. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. And then, uh, oh yeah, then there's Fortune is Find from Kaladesh. Two and a black... Choose one or both. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So the liter- literally the only difference. They're both sorceries. There's nothing. <laughs> just, there's they're nothing different. They just they're different colors and the text is swapped. You just have two of the same cards. I yeah. do, and you know what? I actually like that because it. A lot of my cards are creatures and artifacts, or a lot of my combo pieces are creatures or artifacts. So. You know, and for three, yeah, well, three and, mana. And to, to be fair, you're, uh, a few of your pivotal uh, combo cards are not artifacts, so that is right. very helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, then, and then to kind of round that out, I do have Scrap Trawler, which is, it's more of an on-the-field recursion. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm not comboing out like I need to be, I can just play Scrap Trawler, and then if you start removing a lot of my stuff, I can try to keep a board to try to stay in the game that way. But my big one that I like is the Sun Titan, and that's because Sun Titan just brings back a lot of a lot of my combo pieces are three or less actually. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven combo pieces that are all three mana or less. Mm-hmm. So by the time I get to six mana, it's definitely like worth playing a recursion. Oh, and yeah. that, that's another thing too is like because I was going to talk about the 
the ramp to six. I, I definitely don't have a lot of, like, I wouldn't call it ramp. I'm trying. I mean, I'm doing what I can. But uh, So, like, in, <laughs> in budget, I've got Soul Ring. I have Soul Talisman. I have all the Signets. I've got, like, Command Sphere and Obelisk of Esper. And that's really all my hard mm-hmm. mana. That's got, about as good as you can do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've got the three mirror in here as well, the colored mirror, because they all are... Uh, artifacts. They're all artifacts. They all tap for a mana. Um, they do give it to you. They're like the diamonds, because they come in summoning mm-hmm. sick, but uh, you'll get mana by turn three, and that's usually... None of the three mana taps. Not a fan of those. Uh, just the just the command sphere because I can sack it and draw and then it's recurrable. Right. And then yeah. the I do I do actually against my better judgment and it's been on the table for me to like to get out three or four times. I just really like the obelisk of Esper and I just I don't know, I just like it for the lore. I'm able to <laughs> it's a it's an Esper card. You no, know, I got quite a few cards like that where I just I, I like the way it, it, well, it feels I, like it fits. I just, like I, well, that's the thing is, it's oh, just yeah. like, I still feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm cheating myself, do because you, I still win with this deck, but I'm still putting Obelisk of Esper along, along those lines, do you have any other cards you think maybe aren't the most optimized, but you have more like pet cards? Um, yeah, you know what, give me just, let me look real quick, just to double check. I... Timesheet feels like a pet card because I think okay. that's why you built yeah. the deck. But, yeah. T- Timesheet is it like is, a. It is pivotal to. Well, not pivotal, but it is a big component of. Uh, I definitely think. So I definitely would consider. Uh, okay. No, I, I don't even know if I can. Like. I consider Siphon Mind a pet card because I try to fit it into any deck I have. That I've noticed black. that, and it's, it's a pretty neat card. Well, and that so the thing is, is it, so it's a sorcery. It's black. It's three and a black, and each other player discards a card from his or her hand, and I draw a card for each card discarded. So on its best day, it's a four mana draw three, and everyone discards a card. So I'll draw three cards, and all my opponents lose one, and I really like that because I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm plussing like I I I do like card value and like if they're mm-hmm. lo- y'all are all losing a card and I'm drawing three and this cancels out then that's like a five difference so like yeah. I'm just plus oh, five yeah. off this one but you know if I'm just playing one person four mana for them just to discard a card and it replaces itself is really awful yeah that's so no but even, even even you versus two people it's still card advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's still helping me, like, whittle that down. And sometimes it's one of those things where it's, like, if there's three people left and I play that and it's, like, people don't like to discard cards and they want to keep stuff up for me. So then they force themselves to keep stuff up for me and then it makes it even harder for them to deal with their opponents. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, it might not be useful... You know, like, if you're playing your goblins, Taylor, like, someone keeping a counterspell when you have, like, 100 goblins on the field because they don't want me to combo (laughs) off and win... It's like they're kind of stuck between like a rock and a hard place. Like oh, you're yeah. discarding down like that, and it's just you know the, the discarding in Magic, but, especially in Commander, is not good. It's, yeah, especially late, later games when you don't have that full of a hand, like the yes. starting hand. It can it can really be detrimental. I feel like a lot of Commander decks don't have that recursion you would get in like a you know like a normal format. So yeah, discarding can. Yeah, well, and that that's what makes me happy about Shroom too. Is like I didn't mention she is her own built-in recursion. If I really just need to play six mana to get like a combo piece back, 
mm-hmm. when she ETVs, she and I guess I'll, I'll I didn't say the strategy, the combo. I guess everyone, pro, I, I'm assuming people know it, but what the combo is is I play Sharoom, and she says when she enters the battlefield, you return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield, and then we talked about it, but you specifically copy. Her with either Sculpting Steel or Phyrexian Metamorph because they get to target another artifact and become it. Mm-hmm. And then they're both legendary. So then you've got to pick which one you want to keep. And yeah. what that means is one is going to die as a trigger and go to the graveyard as a trigger. But then that also means you on the stack, before the a- after that happens, you on the stack have a new Shroom that says when she ETBs, return another one. So then you're able to target oh, okay. the same Shroom back. Yeah. So, you know, you just you literally just turn it from Shroom into Sculpting Steel and then back into Shroom. Taylor and back. didn't know what we were talking about this whole time. No, yeah, totally he, not. Oh, he, now he knows, oh, now that he knows how the combo works, maybe he'll counter it. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, if I actually play a blue duck. Um, honestly, the very last pet card I want to talk about, and it's, I guess it's hard, again, for me to call it a pet card. It's just something I was looking at recently, and I was like, oh, yeah. And it's Dark Ritual. It's one black. It's an instant, and it gives you three black mana. And I call it my pet card because... I haven't really seen anybody else use it. Well, and that... I know... I know... It's not that good. Commander is pretty weak. Uh, Yeah. Unless you have one of those real low-to-the-ground combo decks. Yeah, and that's my thing is... Like I know, I know. uh, Taylor uses this in his his, uh, Nicobolus deck. Actually, no. Oh, you took it out. I took that out. Okay. It was, it, I, and see, I I'm see starting it. to like it more because I don't know if it's just Sharoom, but it's like, it is just the feeling of like, oh yeah, I play Sharoom and have one extra black mana. If only I had a Dark Ritual and then I could play the Sculpting Steel in my hand, I'd just win right now. Or like, it, it's just, I think it's that jump. I think what the it's the thing we talked about. People think by this turn, that's when I'll have my combo. Mm-hmm. And this Dark Ritual changes it kind of like soul ring would change it or temple of the boss god where it's like no actually i'm gonna cheat two extra mana out of my turn this turn and then i may actually have my combo sooner and it i don't know it's just a card in the 99 and i think it just it gives just enough i think the problem i think why we don't see it as much in commander at least why i wouldn't run it is because to me it's one less hand size because a land is sticks and then that's just Mm -hmm. I have it. I have the two extra mana, but now I'm oh, yeah. one less card, and so I really have to capitalize on it, or else mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a waste. Yeah, yeah. But and you're... so I, I'm that's wait... probably why you don't see it as much because card advantage is so well, important, Commander. I'm yeah. also waiting for the time though that someone does something like pay two or more, or like you know pay two or less to or <laughs> oh. counters it, and I'm like okay. Well, I only have, you know, oh, you can't pay two or three? Oh, well, this one swamp into Dark Ritual, then I can pay three. You can't counter my Shroom. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really waiting for that interaction. But um, let's see. We talked oh. about all the combo pieces. We talked about Shroom. The, the, the individual win conditions, real quick, are, is Approach of the Second Sun. Uh, I think this fits exactly what we were talking about. Uh, people know it's coming. It ends the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I win. <laughs> um, it's higher mana. It's all your points. It is higher mana, but that's also another thing is it's like, now now Dark Ritual's like going to help me get this off sooner, so then it's less turns that I have to put up with, maybe. Maybe. And well, in time, she, if you get more extra turns, Ex- so it, well, and that's it another gets thing. closer to it. Yeah, that's, that is another thing. is like If Approach of the Second Sun is in my deck at all, we usually just like, if I'm like, oh, I have infinite turns, we just... 
all top deck until I get to my combo, and then I'm like, all right, guys, this is how I'm going to win. We call it good, and everyone's like, yeah. And most of the time, it's Approach the Second Sun. Most <laughs> yeah. of the time, it's not the bottom card of my library, and I won't deck out first. Which yeah. I will admit, I will admit uh, I don't have anything to fix decking out. And if someone does it to me one time, Elixir of Immortality is coming in. Because then I'm just going to be able to recur it, and I'm just going to have my deck. So you're saying I should build a mill deck. You Maybe. You know you. Um, Let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. uh, other than that, the Shroom combos... And the infinite turns and the approach, the mechanized production we talked about. The last win condition is the mirrored and besieged. And you play it, you choose Phyrexian. At the beginning of your end step, draw a card, discard a card. So it's really good for me because I have recursion and then I get to go see more cards. But then also at the same time, if I have 15 or more artifact cards in my graveyard, target opponent loses the game. And I think Nicole can tell me how many are. I think I have. I think I have 30 artifacts in the game or deck. I, I think so. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that, that, that that was, you know, thank you for explaining to us kind of what the deck was and all the, uh, uh, and all the you know, strategies with it. Um, One, what other, let, let's do the, uh, we'll just get the possible points out of the way. Yeah, so what, what's, uh, let's go around the table and we'll just have our final touch-ups here. So I guess you start, Taylor. We're... You know, so what do you what did just go down our little list that we have? Yeah, so uh, I think what I would do differently is maybe add a little more uh, protection just in case. I mean, we don't say it too much for oh, yeah. our play group, but I feel like we could start seeing a change in that in a couple of years of like, oh, exiling or something along the lines of that, especially. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I agree I, with you because I'll, I'll tell you as I built it, it, I have like three cards in here to protect her, and that's it. Yeah. I'm more focused on getting to a combo piece than like keeping one alive. If one fails, I'm just like, I guess I'll go to the next one. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, so let's see. What, what do you think works well that you haven't thought of? Uh, what I, it was that Altar of the Brood. Uh, I know there was a modern or a popper deck that you, not popper, but a modern deck that used that, and I didn't think we would ever see that in Commander. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was a really that was a really nice addition that just came out of nowhere. Um, and then what makes it hard, hard slash frustrating to play against? It's the fact of if no no one else at the table agrees with you that you are the threat, then I'm the, and then that you have your combo piece, and I'm just the one trying to do it, and then you win, and they're like, oh, where'd that come from? I think that's the most hard frustrating <laughs> oh, thing to come from. Combo deck. Oh, you you instantly won. You win by this turn. <laughs> nah, you had to prove you had to you have to show me. <laughs> Show me and then I'll believe it. <laughs> and then uh, the last point, uh, weak points of the deck strategy is actually why it's good. It's that combo piece. It's the fact of once you play, like, you've played against this so much that we know what to look for and we know mm -hmm. what to, like, go against, what, what we need to uh, get rid of to kind of oh, stop yeah, the combo Oh, yeah, y'all hate Time Sheave. We do. I get a dirty <laughs> look on my face every time I play it. I'm like, hey, guys, calm down. <laughs> well, then we got to count your artifacts. We well, do. I have to. I count my artifacts when I play it, cause like even that's the thing is like sometimes I don't win, but I'm just trying to be a nuisance. And if I have to, <laughs> if I have to get rid of Time Sheave as one of its five artifacts and then just four of my lands, then I'll take that extra turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's what, other combos in here. Well, uh, what, uh, what about you, Dane? You want to go yeah. through down that list? Well, I I think the thing I've seen the most is some of your your alt win cons like the. Leon and Arbiter, and the um, oh, Animate Dead, or the Mechanized Production, or the, uh, what is the other one? Uh, the Mirrored and Besieged. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think you've ever gotten close to winning with any of those. Um, it's typically the other strategies that we're seeing because because everything else is built around the artifact recursion mm-hmm. so strongly. Having a bunch of artifacts isn't always uh, what you're good at, especially when you're sacrificing them all the time or or right. if you're um, up against as many board wipes as we, we tend to... All, there's usually a threat of a board wipe when we play. Oh, yeah. We're all very... Uh, focused on uh, removal. <laughs> well, I, I'm very conservative too when it came to my board wipes. I'll just I, well, I, w- I would just wonder if maybe you couldn't be, couldn't streamline the other strategy a little more. But um, that said, could. that said, what you have works really good. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of the uh, approach of the second sun. That's always a strong thing just to have in there, especially when you have a uh, draw color like blue. Uh, but, um, yeah, for me, the hard thing is just remembering which cards pair with others because you've got two or three different ways of comboing off. Well, so then when, I see, when I see one or two cards on the field, i got to remind myself what he's waiting on. Like, if a Tempest coming out will win the game or if he has to get Time Sheave. Or sometimes I forget which cards go with the other ones. So when I see one of any of the pieces, I'm like, eh, is that the problem? I'm like, do I need to get rid of it now, or can I Kill actually? Now. Can I actually have a strategy? <laughs> uh, where am I? You know, where am I sending my Eldrazi's? Uh, <laughs> over here or over here? And um, I notice sometimes, uh, me like it doesn't. You usually are able to bounce back because of your recursion, but uh, removing attempts two or three times does noticeably slow you down. True. True. <laughs> I keep saying it's a, it's a different Sphinx blue. It's a different blue Sphinx card. He's about to play here. He's about to deck tech his attempts. He's going to show in tell a, us. in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I get what you're saying. Sharoom is definitely one of the big pieces, and because. That that's a big thing too. Is it's my commander, mm-hmm. so it's always a piece I have available. So even though my most of my win cons are three card pieces, I already have one of the cards, and I'm just looking for but, two. And, but that's the thing. A lot of them include her uh, Sharoom, right? And so, um, makes it hard to. Uh, I just think uh, maybe maybe one less alt win con and one more piece of protection. Well, or two I'm, wouldn't hurt. I'm thinking Especially about if you're worried about that budget. I'm thinking about it, and I think the change that everyone needs to see, and everyone, I think the change everyone is hoping for is mechanized production into Mind Slaver. I think that's what everyone that's, wants. That's not what they're no, doing. I, I think they'll let me. Then you can let me it's win. More I'll tell you to on, win. It's more focused on your attempts as ETB strategy, and I think that would be a better Shroom. a better Sharoom yeah. ETB strategy. Yes. It would count as another artifact. It would uh, be protection in the fact that I can uh, use you as a tool to take out my opponent and then let myself win. And it's recurrable. It's not as good at... It's recurrable as Sharoom. can just Your recur. opponent's hand is usually not as good as you want. Oh, the field, though, is what I want. Because because mm-hmm. I, I play with that in cool and I, uh, it's worked <laughs> more times than it's been successful. Well, <laughs> I am ho- I can search the time or the mind slaver and I can bring it back with Sharoom. I'm gonna I think that's the change I'm gonna make first. <laughs> just to just to add on to your what you're talking about. And then I guess lastly Nicole, you gotta tell us why don't you tell us about this deck? It is nice when so, uh, just <laughs> last note, it is always nice when you take control of somebody 
who's got a chiskadecophobia on the field, and then you can just set their life to be something whatever. like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, you get your turn back. <laughs> I, uh, I personally do like this. I've never played a combo deck, so I, one thing that I find interesting is this is one of the most uh, I'm kind of blanked. Flexible? Casual. Yeah, it's a casual <laughs> but flexible combo deck that I feel like doesn't make people want to not come back. You know? Yeah, I, I'm really <laughs> glad that's how it turned into, too. It almost does. One of our friends was a little worried about it the first time he played it. He was. He was very upset that Blue is full of instants. <laughs> and I was like, well, wait, there's more. <laughs> but I think, I think, like you said, like you do have to build up enough that it's like, it's up to us to see it coming and know what we yeah. want to like try to work with. It's like and a doomsday you, counter kind of thing. Yeah, like, when it, you are just a nuisance because we could spend the rest of the table could spend their energy like being like we need to get rid of Tom C. We need to get rid of Thopter Assembly. We need to not let Shroom uh, ETB again. Yeah, but uh, you know that's not always possible when you have right three opponents. So well, on six mana is like. It's not hard to stop somebody from getting to six mana, but that's definitely on the lower end to start mm. saying, "Oh, I'm winning." Yeah. Not, not I'm gonna start to yeah. win. It's like, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> straight up winning at six mana, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, so. and I think that's one of the strong points is because you have like such a clear end goal with like a combo deck like this, and uh, you know other people at turn six might still be like, "Well, you know, I've got some creatures or I've got some things I can do," but. You know, it, we'll have to see what happens, and so it's very. I, I would say, especially for the budget, it's streamlined, and I think that's kind of cool how you've been able to do that for, yeah, like fifty cent cards. You know. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> so. I appreciate it. We'll have the list and the link. Um, I have put a lot of time into the list, and I've got my color pipe up there, pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> close. It's almost. It's kind of there. So, but other than that, no, I mean, like, I'm I'm having a good time with it. That's why I picked it as my first deck to show off. I'm glad to hear that everyone else is not just... I was, I was curious, and I was worried that everyone was going to be like, gosh, damn, not Sharoom. Like, of course we hate it. Why would you just, why would you show and tell us about this? But I'm, I'm actually glad that people are like, no, it's actually not too terrible. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. Well, or yeah, definitely like I, it could go different ways. Yeah, and there are other ways you could probably improve it or make it better or make it more expensive and better. But I I think overall, like, it's pretty solid. So well, I think everyone agrees it's, you know, nice to see it come out and play. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. Well, thank you so much, Austin, for showing us, you know, Sharoom. Oh, and, yeah. uh, thank you for letting me. Yeah, I'll be seeing. I'll be showing y'all all the time. <laughs> Wait for me to show y'all again. You'll see Shroom in the graveyard, and then on the field, and then in the graveyard. I'll show it to you as many times as you want, as many times as your life can take. Well, uh, I think that's it for uh, today. Uh, thank you again, Austin, and everyone else. And uh, we will have, uh, like I said, we'll have the, your deck link below. And you guys have a great day. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Dane, we were all wrong. It's not time sheave. It's not time sheave? I thought, wait, is it time sieve? Y'all had me saying it wrong. It's not time sieve? It's not time sieve. It's oh, time. I'll play it. What is it? <laughs> what is it? If it's what not time sieve, what is it? Sieve. Sieve?
I'm sieve. Sieve. I heard sieving. I'm sieving the time. You're sieving. Sieving. Sieve. 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 Time sieve. Sieve.